<laughs> hey, you want to do this for the fourth time? Hey, hey is this hey. really recording? <laughs> you were you were at four twelve. We were thinking about doing a podcast on preparation four recordings ago. <laughs> tonight we're about as unprepared as you could ever be rusty brought the all seasons crew down and unloaded some incredible stuff after you run out of fuel after you run fuel once again then he couldn't find his keys and he got stuck that's the one good thing about our crew is if you do something silly you will get thrown under the bus so fast once you map You know what would happen if, if Kenny Rogers, sound guy, did this? Do you know what would happen? Oh, he, he there would is. be no islands in the stream. Hey, 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 hey. What is up, guys? Coming to you this week, July, from South Texas. It is July, and it is hot in July. We are bumping 107, 108, 109 sometimes during the middle of the day, and that is hot enough to make you constantly have a glass of water. We're going to have a good time today talking to you about the topic of preparation it is a great conversation that we have had around i would say the campfire down here in south texas but the campfire is not actually going there's no need for a campfire this week it is hot welcome to tour 12 if you are a first time listener welcome to the podcast we are basically taking 12 months and discussing what it means to live your passion throughout business leadership and life and i'm gonna be honest with you we're having a really good time um, having these conversations monthly. I want to give a couple quick shout-outs. We've been getting some reviews. If you hadn't had a chance to go and review the podcast, please do so. It helps us out tremendously. Quick shout-out to my man, Turner Rowland. He said, what an awesome podcast. Great setup and structure. It's filled with laughs and meaningful impacts in people's lives. Keep it up. My man, Turner, is from the Waypoint Television uh, crew. These guys, you got to check them out. They have an incredible platform for outdoor entertainment both fishing and hunting it's an awesome app just the waypoint tv app you can search for it um, on the app store and tune in to all the great content they have tons of great content on their platform i also want to give a shout out to my man clay newcomb he said entertaining and educational as a business owner and hunter i really enjoy this podcast i've known clay for a while matter of fact um if he'll do us the honor we're going to have old clay on the podcast in the near future clay is the owner of bear hunting magazine he's also got some incredible content he puts out on social media and youtube platforms you're going to want to learn more about him in the near future but thank you for that clay appreciate that this week we are discussing one of the most important things there is to know when it comes to living your passion and it is the topic of preparation and before we dive off into that conversation I want to make a few comments right here. I had a guy come up to me this past week, and this is, for whatever reason, has turned into somewhat of a normal occasion. I had a guy come up to me, and he made a statement. It's one of those statements you don't really know how to respond to when someone tells you this because you feel awkward by saying, well, yeah, I do live my passion. But he made a comment, and he said, man, I wish I had your talents. I wish I had your skill set. You are getting to live the life. And I don't know if you've been in that scenario before, but I didn't really exactly know how to respond. But my thought was this. My thought was I don't get to do anything. I choose to do what I do based on my skill set. And pardon me if I get a little bit passionate about this, but I've basically found something I'm decent at and put a lot of work into it. And attempted to perfect my craft. And my point is this. This podcast is not by any means an effort to cause people to be envious of what we do 
or for somebody to look at their own life and say, man, you're getting to live the life and I'm not. No, 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 no. This podcast is meant to inspire people to have enough faith in yourself, to trust the process, to understand the sacrifice it's going to take, apply an unstoppable work ethic, and have enough testinal fortitude, both mentally and physically, to get off your butt and do something about it. That's what I'm talking about right there. That is what this podcast is meant to be. Matter of fact, let me ask you two questions right now. You can answer these for yourself, whether you're driving down the road, you're on your computer, you're... I know most of you are running on a tracker right now because you're trying to get in shape for the fall. But let me ask you two questions. You can answer these for yourself. Number one's pretty easy. How old are you? Yeah, how old are you? Now, if you get this one, if you get that one wrong, we may have problems getting you to a place of living your passion. You ought to be able to get that one right. But number two, how long are you going to watch other people do what you wish you could do? And I'm not just talking about outdoor industry. You can fill in the blank. Whatever the business, whatever you're passionate about, whatever you wish you could be doing with your career, you fill in that blank. But how long are you going to watch other people do it? I love this place we call America. America. It is a free country, and we have the option to choose what we want to do. I've even had this conversation with my wife before because she knows we're out on the road from time to time having a good time and having a lot of fun. But don't crucify me because I'm enjoying my career. Don't judge me because I absolutely love what I do. You choose what you want to do. I'm going to choose what I want to do. We have that freedom in life. We have that ability to go after it. Now, don't get me wrong. My wife absolutely loves her career as well. But we have had that conversation in the past. And sometimes it's healthy to have heart-to-heart conversations with the people you're closest to. Not to be dominant. Not to be... I'm telling you, I know what's best, but just to have healthy conversation. Good communication will keep you out of trouble in the long haul. If you're a male, you can agree to this. We are not that good at communicating. How many know what I'm talking about, males? (laughs) But why I ask that question is this, because we are not getting any younger. Note to self, I'm not getting any younger. I've got an allotment of time on this earth to chase my dreams and I can promise you and if you're in the middle portion of your life based on average lifespans this is prime time to be going after your dreams hopefully you hadn't got into health issues and all that sort of thing but as you get older it's going to be a little bit harder to chase your dreams it's a whole lot easier when you're younger fresh out of college mid you know, mid-20s, mid-30s, mid-40s. But there is a time coming when it's going to be a little bit more difficult to start things from scratch. So why not start now? We are not getting any younger. And I refuse to sit and watch other people do what I wish I could do. I'm not talking about being jealous. I'm not talking about being envious of other people. But there's a lot of people out there doing what they love. Now, there's more people doing what they don't love. And that's the reason for this podcast. But think about it for a minute. How long are you going to sit back and watch other people grow in leadership, grow in business, have success, live their passion, and do what they love with their life? We get one shot at this thing. And so hopefully that's what we can do is inspire you to at least consider what it might look like. What's that process to get where you want to be in life? Now, I know some people right now are thinking, 
Yeah, 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 that sounds great, Heath, but that's not so realistic in my world. Let me explain something so you can just, just put this in perspective. I'll use myself for example because I can make fun of myself, talk about myself. I am a country boy from Arkansas. As a matter of fact, most of our main team is simply just country boys from Arkansas. Not only that, I want you to put this in perspective. We run a marketing firm based out of Arkansas. Do you realize from a national standpoint the way people view the state of Arkansas? Listen, it's not exactly known as the innovation state. No, 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 no. It is known as the natural state. Matter of fact, whenever I talk to people from around the country, just, just here recently, a few months ago, I was in Los Angeles, and a guy saw our gear, and he said, man, what do you, what do you guys do? I said, oh, we run a marketing firm. He goes, where are you based out of? I mean, he thought I was going to say New York, Atlanta, you know, San Antonio, somewhere, some big city, you know, Los Angeles. He might have thought we might were from Los Angeles, whatever. I was like, <laughs> I said, man, we're from Arkansas. He goes, excuse me? Like, Arkansas don't have marketing firms. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't move. if You, you couldn't pay me probably enough to move because I love the state of Arkansas. It fits my lifestyle perfect. But we're not known as the innovation state, as I already mentioned. And we're not viewed as a place where marketing firms and innovation and technology and all of those sort of things come from. My point is this. I promise you, whatever odds stand in front of you, whatever perceptions people have of you, no matter where you're from, no matter your background, your lifestyle previously, but prior to now, you can beat the odds. If I can beat the odds, I promise you can beat the odds. Here's the deal. It's a mentality. It's a mindset. And I actually enjoy the challenge and the adversity because I'm just like a little kid, man. If you tell me I can't do something, what's the first thing a little kid's going to do? They're going to probably try to prove you wrong. And that's my mindset. If you tell me I can't do something, guess what? You better get out of my way because here we come. Me and the team, we are rolling through and we're going to beat the odds. It's a mindset. And you have to have that type of mindset if you want to live your passion. You've got to understand what it's going to take. It's going to take a ton of work. It's going to take a ton of sacrifice. And when the rubber really meets the road, we probably ought to do a podcast just on that. Because where the rubber meets the road is what are you willing to sacrifice to get where you want to be in life. That's really where the rubber meets the road, especially if you're a little bit farther along in life. Because the truth is you may not make quite as much money living your passion as you do not living your passion. But let me ask you a question. Would you rather have more money or would you rather have more freedom? I believe in time you can have both, but it doesn't happen overnight. I know a lot of people with money, but I also know a lot of people who aren't happy in life and have absolutely zero freedom. I promise you can get there, but it's going to take a little bit of preparation, which leads us into the conversation this week in South Texas. We're about as far south in Texas as you can go. As a matter of fact, when I flew in, I flew into Mexico and then come back in and landed in south texas that's how close we are to the border and it is hot we're on the back porch it is pretty windy this evening and so please excuse the wind blowing in the mics but i wanted you to be able to sit in the conversation with us as if you were on the back porch with us we have the largest crew we've ever had on a podcast and so we've actually got a mic we were passing around because we only had four headsets and so we have with us in this podcast, back as a usual, he's becoming a normal on the podcast, Mr. Aaron Keller, 
we also have um, Dustin McDonald, who has become a big-time good friend of mine over the last several years, who is now, just as of late, living his passion in his career. He has prepared, done what it's taken to get him to the place he's at, and he'll talk briefly about that in this podcast. We also have Will Griffin, who in this conversation is by far the smartest man in the circle. He is a doctor, a nutritionist. He is the man behind the madness when it comes to everything that is within the products of Big and J. Um, he is, has extensive work in the cattle industry and has taken that knowledge and applied it to uh, feeding and taking care of our deer herds. He is, let's just say, a mental magician. That is what I've gathered from my little bit of time spent with Mr. Will Griffin. Jeremy Atkins also joining us down in South Texas the founder of Big and J, as always, he brings a lot to any conversation. For the first time, we have Matt Covington, who has been with me over the last year, did an internship with South Face Media, and we have just recently, in the last month or two, I can't even remember now, but brought him on full-time. He has been an incredible um, just asset. I shouldn't say asset. That sounds like you're a tool. But, Matt, you know what I'm talking about if you're listening. He's been incredible, uh, just addition to our team as a whole, brought a ton of value and is learning faster than he can keep up, I think, but he is doing an incredible job. And then back for the second straight time, second straight month, Cody Berry, who is producing this podcast and as always doing an amazing job. We did have a little bit of a hiccup getting this podcast off the ground. We had a lot of technical difficulties. I believe we started the podcast and recorded in about 10 minutes or so before we realized the thing wasn't recording right, so we had to start over multiple times. And it's kind of funny that that took place on this podcast because we were talking about preparation. And Cody has already assured me that will never happen again, and we learn from our mistakes, right? <laughs> I think we all do. If we're moving forward in life, we got to learn from our mistakes. Nevertheless, we have had a good time working all week, really, down in South Texas. We were down at Josh Kenzer's ranch preparing for food plots in the fall disking ripping out cactus i'm talking about just doing the work down there that it took to prepare for the fall and so it only made sense that this podcast was on the topic of preparation in both business leadership and life so without further ado i'm going to stop a rambling we're going to jump right into it this is that conversation on preparation <laughs> hey you want to do this for the fourth time hey does this really record <laughs> <laughs> you were at four twelve. We were thinking about doing a podcast on preparation four recordings ago. <laughs> Tonight we're about as unprepared as you could ever be. We started. What time was it? Like 10, eleven fourteen? Ten fifty. Ten fifty. I got the now, first chord like at ten something. It's eleven fifty three right now, p.m. in South Texas, and we're recording again podcast on preparation <laughs> which we spoke for 30 minutes on already we did like we was preaching down the house on how to be prepared in life did we even ever get to it really no, no. i threw out some but country can, gold on preparation well, we get to dog cody because he was not prepared oh, y'all was hammering me about that cord earlier and da, 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 da. you know what would happen if, if kenny rogers sound guy did this do you know what would happen oh he, he there would is. be no islands in the stream. So do we got to go through this whole introduction <laughs> like for the fourth time? I don't even want to no more. I've got it memorized. Like, I could be like, I'm Aaron. We got D Dustin. Dustin. We got Will, Jeremy, Matt, 
Cody Josh Heath. Left All right, him. let's start this thing. Josh already quit and went Josh to bed. Josh quit. He did. <laughs> After the second fail, epic fail, he was out. He went to bed. He does eat Danny pretty well. And so. So like we're we, in Texas. And Josh has told us about this ranch twice now. Yeah. So I can actually tell you everything Josh said. Go ahead. I mean, really. <laughs> The key to having deer on this ranch in Texas is food and water. That's what he said. And tarantulas. We dug a and we did. Much bigger. Made a, made a pond way bigger. We made food plots. Or we have. We did not plant them. Well, we we worked the dirt. We cleared. We cleared. Uh, cleared a lot of cactus. Shooting lines and whatnot. And yeah, it was a lot of work. It was super hot. Super cool hot. Who wanted to come to South Texas in July? Aaron nice Keller. No, 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 no. Was that? We yeah, could not go was, to Iowa or something. This was Josh. We had some stuff we we needed to do. We needed to do a photo shoot. <laughs> and this was supposed in. to be like a team planning. Let's have a good time. And it's our for the sales guys, this is our. I mean, we can't impact anything now. It's it's already sold. Now it's resale. All falls on Josh's lap now, marketing. All right, quit trying to change the subject so. from being in Texas in mid-July because, I mean, we've been in highs of 105, 108, 109. I'm just going to remind you one more time. It's been 82 back home. Hey. <laughs> Smartest man in the circle just said hey, that. Hey, you chose to get I'm on a doctor. Yeah. You're right. I made a choice. That's right. Will is the nutritionist for Big and J. Smartest man in the circle at the moment. He's made a profound statement hey i didn't go it's outside in any of the heat maybe you're the smartest one in the circle. <laughs> <laughs> me and zach we were camp cook and clean and i've done a i cooked breakfast this morning you did cook breakfast zach Clark I, I, just I let us down today on a very inferior cooktop zach, i just read his lips y'all just started no we didn't just start this is for we're talking about preparation tonight though and cody was not prepared <laughs> the best way to describe it is have you ever been to a heavyweight fight that was over in the first round? Everybody's disappointed, man. Epic failure. Epic failure. We this is hey this is a this is a teaching moment for us. We're helping our helping anybody listening. Rusty, let's talk about Rusty. Was Rusty prepared to come to South Texas? He ran out of he was, freaking He was not fuel. prepared in the fuel department. <laughs> nor the uh, time department. I mean, we did roll up here to a flat tire on one tractor, and the other was a gallon low of oil. Yeah, Josh is not well prepared either. all tanks were empty on fuel, and we had no fuel cans. I brought no camo. <sighs> so let's think about this for a moment. We've got like 12 guys that drove from all over the country to be down here. It don't sound like we're very prepared. Well, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Whoa, whoa. I, I tried to get – I wish Josh was here so he could – try to defend himself on it but last week i was like hey let's go ahead and let's make a shot list let's make what do we need i never got that conversation with him <laughs> so i brought, I brought was, a lot of guns was, yeah you did bring that you were prepared on the weaponry yeah. I, I, the one thing i asked josh for was hey will you bring us a dry erase board down because we was going to have like these massive planning meetings in the the goal was get up early, take good photos, videos while the sun's perfect, do the ranch work till 10. We'd eat a, a brunch, whatever you want to call it. And we were actually going to cook supper at 5, 
Really? That was the original plan. So that we could do a podcast at eight. So that we could, <laughs> as soon as we were done eating, awesome. we could go back out and finish our stuff and not have to eat it. What time did y'all eat tonight? 1030. And um, we had those great conversations last week, but I don't know what happened to the execution of that. Well, I'm just going to chime in here and go, it just reminds me of something my grandmother always used to tell me, and that was uh, prior proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or piss poor planning was the one my dad always. A lot of truth in that. Yeah. I try to be very, very prepared, but I, I, I hadn't been on my game, so it's been a rough week for all of us. So we just thought we'd come on here and vomit how awful people we are when yeah. it comes to preparation. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, give Jeremy the mic. He is ready to chime in. Where did I fail? Uh, you did an awesome job, Jeremy. You. you ran that tractor. Uh, maybe that's where you failed, because the tractor probably don't run no more. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you had that cat screaming. You did do some work. That is part of what we were going to talk about is preparation when it comes to how we can operate around the country. Yeah. Summer prep for the fall. Food plots and well, like case in point, down here in Texas, we're working dirt to plant food plots in October. Yeah, you know, filling feeders and whatnot and everything else. But like in Nebraska, that food plots are planted are planted in the spring, you know, and maybe a fall plot here and there. But how many feeders did Josh put out this trip? A bunch. I mean, who has? How big was the trailer that came? It was a about thirty. <laughs> 35-foot gooseneck. Rusty brought the all-seasons crew down and unloaded some incredible stuff. After you run out of fuel. After you run out of fuel. Once again, Then he couldn't find his keys. And he got stuck in sand. Yeah. Wow. Let's not forget that. Rusty, if you're I only go here to defend yourself. I did go yeah, rescue that's Rusty him. Smith at All Seasons Feeder. You can check him out on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him we said hi. Oh, Lord. I did go and save him. You I was did? the hero. Pulled him out? No, I, I went and took him fuel. Oh. Because everybody else told him to walk to, the, to town. I did until, I, until, <laughs> until dozens of Lindsay's in there. And I was like, well, crap. Somebody were going to go get him. Because I was. He, he was like three miles from. <laughs> three miles from town. I was Aaron's like, like just walk. walk. <laughs> I'm in the track. I'm in the backhoe digging out the pond. And Josh just flies up. By the way, you don't want to ride with Josh Kenser if you have motion sickness. Because no. he drives hard on these back roads. He flies up, brings it to a Dukes and Dukes of Hazard sliding stop. He does. How I many said, Is a trailer here? He goes, no. They, Rusty ran out of fuel three miles out of town. I said, <laughs> you're kidding me. And Josh had some choice words that I won't say on here. But he's like, I can't make this up. And tore out of there. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I watched Josh slap himself on the forehead multiple times driving away. <laughs> Preparation. Preparation. Oh. Well, you think about it. I mean, when you come this far... I mean, think about the dollars we spend for hunting, and well, I won't say me because I don't. I don't <laughs> I do. Sitting here thinking, <laughs> really? I don't do a lot of preparation for hunting. I mean, I I run trail cameras once last week, <laughs> but I mean, you think about it. Right now is the kickoff for selling across the country. The Fourth of July is kind of the first start, and then you know everybody argues, oh, it's dove season, really kicks it off. But the hardcore guys. They never stop, but realistically right now is when guys are really starting to run trail cameras and put I've out minerals and stuff like yeah, that, I've said it even though they're six months late. 
I think when a guy's got his fishing poles and he's headed to his old bass pond and a buck runs across the road in front of him and he sees that velvet switch like, happens. Ooh. I bet, yeah, ooh, it's not that far. Yeah. I do get tired of seeing these memes about deer season or this baby there looking to put. Oh my gosh. I'm like, come on, people. (laughs) Whoever created this meme crap, they've gone too far. (laughs) But. What what percentage of the world do you think is that hot? Like the diehard. It's really not. It's it's, not very big. No, it's it's a smaller part of the pie. It's 12 months is all you think about deer season. It takes a lot of time. You know, we're, we're bashing on each other about not being prepared, but. Uh, everybody was someplace other than home before we came here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where I was last week. I was I home. was in Birmingham, Alabama. You know, you were home. Yeah. I mean, you were on vacation. Oh yeah, I was on vacation. No, we weren't. We were in Nebraska. No, yeah, you were in Nebraska. No, you, yes, were, in you, were. Yeah, no, we you were on vacation. No, we left Nebraska Thursday. Y'all were in Nebraska. Oh, yeah. I went to Birmingham. You went home because I flew. And came here. Yeah, we flew. And I left Birmingham. He came here. Dustin and I flew on the same flight. Yeah, we flew. Oh, yeah. So I went because I went to the doctor on Saturday, right. yeah. and then I drove. That's right. Yeah, so I got open. tick fever. Yeah, on my vacation. On vacation, it sucks. Tick fever. I don't know what's worse, getting cancer from Permanon or <laughs> tick fever. Pretty bad, huh? It's, Probably the cancer. Well, yeah, I would have to say the cancer, but you know, but they don't know that everything causes cancer. The flooring I put in my house had a label on the bill that this wood has been known to cause cancer in the state of California. I mean, seriously. Yeah, well, I know. That's yeah. just because it's California. I know. So I, I don't said, trust you. I said that out anymore. loud. Yeah, we don't care. Nobody in California, Nobody in California listens to this. No. So, Actually, we might, I think we do have a couple. Do we? Are they hey, originally from California, though, or they moved there? They're stuck there. Yeah. They married in Fred Fred was from California. He was on the podcast. Fred but he lives in Arkansas now. He does now. He, got, he escaped. He got saved and found the Lord. <laughs> my brother moved to California. <laughs> moved straight to Arkansas is what he did. Oh, Bible my. Belt, baby. <laughs> That's funny. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Well, did we lose? Is Cody gone for the night? Cody went to help Zach. Zach. He's helping Zach with some. They're they're working. Yeah, Yeah, Zach. Zach. Zach's in there. He's actually trying to help Josh. So when Josh wakes up in the morning, he don't have a nasty kitchen to clean up. So Dustin's made it to his first podcast. I feel like I've said this four times. You have said it four times. Actually, we recorded four times and three of them failed. Yeah. But you've made it to the podcast. I've made it to the podcast. Did I mention you were a long-time listener? Long-time listener. <laughs> long-time listener. And, uh, giant fan. Giant fan. Now you're like part of the club. Kind of, I, and I, as I'm of today, here. you were a model. I was a model. The face of swagger I keep, for the day. I'm just, I just keep passing that torch. He's got a good beard. Josh's beard is sucked, so we had to kick him <laughs> off the being poster child. Yeah, why. I like your beard. I don't I, think I, you should ever go back. I love my beard. <laughs> I wish I could grow one. I can't believe... The last people had a no beard policy. No beard policy. I would not work there. Nope. I'd have just quit. I had no beard. I think it was because it was so frosty. <laughs> <laughs> but that's disc- that's been that's discriminating. It's a little bit discriminating, but hey, you know, I got the beard clause put into the new contract though. Well, you didn't have to worry about it here. I got said. I got told. If you don't have a beard, you're not a man. <laughs> Hey, I got a beard. It's it's totally weak, but I have a beard. So literally three weeks later, I had a beard. It's double a beard. No. Look, if I grew my whiskers as long as your beard, it would just point straight out. That's all right, though. 
It looks like I got it hey, executed. These guys today, they they put crap in their yeah, beard. Yeah, you can get some good product. Oh, 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 beard oil, man. Might some, good, all this some good crap. Hey, I'm out. My facial hair is about as long as Heath's. No, not I'm, even I close. About. about. Okay, let's pick on Will here. <laughs> Will's a doctor. Yeah, he's he don't have to have a beard. <laughs> Will don't have to have a beard. Has Will, has Will been introduced again on this podcast? We, I can't remember who we even introduced him. This is Will Griffin. What's <laughs> going, guys? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we usually try to keep that doctor thing under wraps, but since Cat's out of the bag now, he is a doctor. He is a doctor. He is the one of you said five nutritionists. There's five nutritionists in the group. There's two of us that that work with the deer feed side. Um, started as cattle nutrition. And yeah, we're evolving. A lot of people don't realize that about Big and Jay, you know. There's not, other than a Cargill or a Purina, there's not, in our world, because we're not a, Big and Jay is not a feed company when it comes to livestock, there's not another company out there that has actual employed ruminant nutritionists. Yeah. Not, not one that I'm veterinarians. Yeah, definitely some veterinarians that do Biologists. that. Biologists. And that's, I think, a lot of biologists. But they don't let's really... be fair. Nutrition and medicine, yeah, they, they intersect, but they're not the same thing. Yeah. So the, a lot of people don't realize that, and they also don't realize that Big and Jay is like part of the small part of what you do, really. Yep. You work with a lot of cattle, right? That's right. Main main job is, is working in cow-calf operations and feed yards. You know, we focus on herd health there and maximizing performance, and, you know, we've brought a lot of that over there over to the deer side it's pretty good credentials to get into the deer side yes, it man. helps it helps yeah i mean it really is when you get people you know you, you start trying to talk about stuff and you know you bring a will or a case onto a conference call it shuts people down pretty quick you know they're like trying to act like they're the their products the greatest you know because we we yeah. we talked to a lot of people about products want to bring them into us and you could tell me whatever you want oh that's fine because i don't know crap about it so we <laughs> just have these guys get on the call with us and yeah you know the term foo-foo dust gets thrown around a lot snake oil i mean there's a lot of that out there in this business i heard that at church one time <laughs> about snake oil y'all know what i'm talking about where did i hear that i have heard that hadn't I? snake oil i mean something long something about snake <laughs> but you know our job at the end of the day is to separate the fact from the fiction so yeah huh you know we talk about i didn't want to flick it that way uh. part of the goal tonight was to somewhat talk about preparation and what that looks like and <laughs> it's hilarious that we're talking about preparation tonight because we it has been bad four epic fails We've recorded this podcast multiple times. It's this four, we think it might days. be recording right now. We don't really know. Cody can clarify if it is or not. Are we recording, Cody? We are recording. We're recording. It, we bashed Every, you before. You you won't even have a clue until okay. you edit this I'll how badly we bashed you. I'll cut it all out. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking about even while you guys were just talking preparation in life and in business, and I'm sitting here thinking, just looking at who we're all surrounded by right here. We all have got Jeremy's. <laughs> we've all got different traits and skill sets that, in some way, play a small part in helping some larger than others, but help play a, a part in making companies successful. You know, and so to me, that is part of preparation. Is if you're going to try to be successful, is look at how do you get there. And I know for me, it's I joke about it a lot, but surrounding yourself with 
you know, people that are strong in areas you're weak in is it seems to have pretty good outcomes usually when you can do that. And yeah. Will's, Will's definitely, because he could sit here and talk over our head all night, but he could also sit here and talk redneck with us, I'm, I'm guessing, based on what I've seen this week. I am the poster child for someone that surrounds themselves <laughs> with people that are better. Yeah, me and Jeremy were throwing knuckles earlier about that. What's it been like for you? That's surreal. Just kind of the journey. It's absolutely surreal. I mean, when you walk into the plant now and see what all's going on, it's like a sea of Big and J. Yeah, it's just this feeling, overwhelming feeling of gratitude. You know, I mean, from just all the behind the scenes people and then the front man over there, the. Aaron, you know, Aaron's I was thinking you were way prepared before Aaron got here and had this all planned out. (laughs) (laughs) I was, you know, I mean, we we were able to somehow get this thing going, but it was in so deep over our heads. There was, uh, you know, it wasn't going in the right direction. Yeah. a great product. But the business mind, to have Aaron come in and just sit back and watch Aaron turn this thing around. Yeah. I won't give the credit to anybody but Aaron. I mean, we've got awesome leadership in Big and J, but to say the least, Aaron has <laughs> done a phenomenal job. Really well, I just want to give you a hug, dude. Hey, <laughs> no, dude. Not, you know what's cool? We're, we're not here right now. No, that's true. All of us, honestly. Yeah. All about Will. He might, well, not, about him, not here. He'd be somewhere. <laughs> hey. But as far as Big and J goes, yeah. yeah. But there's been a process there, you know. It ain't happened overnight. Oh, no. I and mean, a lot of ups and downs and a lot of figuring out preparation along the way. Oh, yeah. Kind of like four different chances to, of recording. Just, yeah, like you know. four times. What's it been like for you, Will, seeing the whole process kind of fo- unfold? Well, it's been a little surreal for me because I started all this, you know, focusing on cattle and always grew up hunting swamps of Georgia as a hobby. And, you know, that was that's what I did for fun. And, and now I could do this for part of my job and, you know, help people maybe meet their goals yeah you know, whether it's filling the freezer or you know more inches of bone man it's it's just been fun it's been a wild ride yeah that's awesome i had will working on a project and he was starting to tell me about this macro and micro and also the crap and i'm like hey we got to put this on a bag can you <laughs> can you dumb us down so we can understand this <laughs> i was like uh I have no clue what you just said, but hey, will the deer eat it? He's like, oh yeah. Man, it's like putting jelly on a biscuit. It just makes it sweeter. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't say it like that. Not like that. No. Well, isn't that, I mean, is a biscuit really sweet? It has that jelly on sweet, right? It's sweeter. Could have honey. Could have honey. Biscuit, honey, and jelly. Come on, Will. It is pretty neat, though, watch Will when we get to talk about a project and the wheels get to turning but he gets all scientific on me and i'm just like oh yeah i don't care you try chloromethane and these pseudogenic compound cyanogen yeah and he'll work the booth you know and i've literally watched guys stand across the table from will and will's talking to him and their eyes permanently stay crossed they're like what is this dude talking about <laughs> And if you've seen that at trade shows, you see what I what happens to me every night when I go home to my wife. Because I mean, the minute I walk in the door, yeah, glassed over, man. It's just uh, can't help it. Sometimes you just can't switch it off. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's been a process. I mean, it's you know you you spend all that time in school and studying, and they they don't teach you how to 
to talk to normal people. Relate. Um, you know, <laughs> normal folk. <laughs> the simpletons. Yeah, don't don't think I'm I'm not putting anybody down here. It's just uh, sometimes we got to slow our roll a little bit and and, and re- recognize a crowd and. Uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to switch it off. Yeah. Yeah, we got a product. We ain't ever been able to tell anybody about it because it's so freaking complicated. We can't dumb it down to make it. To even communicate it? No, it's like, well, what's this for? Well, <laughs> this is what you're supposed to do with it. And we're like on three attempt three of name, bag. The product's been here forever, and it's will kill anything out there. But <laughs> My favorite is, uh, what can you tell us about this? third sentence in yeah you you gotta stop and we gotta rethink this <laughs> so that's part of, available i've learned that term so that's part of preparation though is yeah. preparing before you release something yeah so we've it, done so a lot of bad right. launches yeah and that's why actually while we're down here trying to have some good launches for the first time in the history of our company get our timeline right i felt good about mine today the modeling part i, th- I felt solid I thought there was some, <laughs> some good. I, could, you did. I did. I, there was some good out of that. I think. Yeah. yeah. Tell us, uh, <laughs> Dustin, what what's this journey? So you've been with Big and J now in Swagger. How long? About two months. Two months. Uh-huh. Have we already talked about this? Because I can't remember what we, it, we have, but I don't know if we recorded. We should probably or not. apologize to everybody listening right now because there might be some a bunch of redundant. repeats. Because we don't know if it's recorded, what we've recorded. It's it's been a bad night of preparation. <laughs> and I'm staring right at Cody. Cody is like, <laughs> I'm fixing to kick you. <laughs> That's one good thing about our crew is, if you do something silly, you will get thrown under the bus so fast once you map. <laughs> <laughs> no comment there. Go ahead, Jeremy. Say anything? No, Matt's good. That's good. Have we even introduced you yet? Nope. Have I made fun so, of his hairpiece? So he still did yeah. make fun of his hairpiece. So this man, beautiful. Matt Covington, is. By the way, we're out on the back porch. If you hear the wind rolling, and it's like one o'clock in the morning, on a wind 12, farm 16, in South on a wind Texas. Farm windmills are everywhere. Matthew has made it to the podcast. Anything you want to say? <laughs> Just shake your head. That's the reason he's behind the camera, huh? <laughs> Absolutely, right there. <laughs> that uh headband looks good though Aaron likes headbands yeah I usually get ridiculed pretty hard for that <laughs> I do too headbands what was that you told me that shots. time he was at Walmart or something and he called me and he was like this is like we don't have a lot of rules but this is one rule you can't yeah. show up in a what was it as a man this dude man had, bun. this dude had a man bun man bun and I and I was just I took a picture of him I think <laughs> And I, I, my exact words is like, if you ever show up and shoot like this, I'm just going to fire you. <laughs> and so the next shoot, we're with Waddell. Yeah. And I was sh- grappling about my son's soccer, all them boys out there with this flowing hair, and they got these girls crap, these little, like, Matt had on the little white underarm the hair out of the face. And, uh, and then you show up and put one in. I was like, oh, my gosh. I showed up with a headband on. I think I could wear it the whole week. And or whatever we were there. I did the you know, I was graphing about memes earlier. I don't know if it's on this one or not, but there was <laughs> there, there was one meme that I actually did enjoy. It was it was a birth control deal and it said condom ninety nine percent, birth control ninety nine percent, man bun one hundred percent. And I showed that to you, remember? <laughs> there are no, there's no man buns here. 
No. No. He's a boy came in with a man bun the other day. Hey, in a, Matt, in a, uh, have you ever had a man bun? Do I have to be honest? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> and Matt will never join us again, liar. <laughs> but there's no man bun now. There's no man bun now. The past is the past. We'll let it. We'll, we'll let yeah. it slide. Yeah. You get a couple free passes in this crew. Yeah. 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 <laughs> tokens, tokens are running low. <laughs> hey, if you can't handle it, you're in a wrong group. So we talk about part of this podcast. If you're new to the podcast, we we basically usually have people on that are living their passion, making a living, doing something they love. So Matt and Dustin, you guys have just kind of transitioned into that in the last couple months. Yes. What's the what's the journey been like for you guys prior to the last couple months? Up, down, good, bad? A mixture of both. A lot of changes. It's tough to, uh, as y'all all know, it's tough to make a living doing what you love to do. I mean, it takes a while to get to a point where that's even a possibility, and now it is. Well, what do you tell somebody, though, because there's a world of people listening that are just they're sitting in that place right now. <laughs> Still showing me birth control stats over here. Oh no, that's good. But what do you tell somebody that's because you're on the flip side of that coin now? Correct. You know, just as of the last month or two. Well, one thing that that y'all said in the past, like I said, long time listener. <laughs> one thing y'all said in the past is not everybody's cut out to be a TV star. Yeah, I got no. I'm not a TV star, and I'm 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 a sales guy. Yes, yeah. and I just so I had to find where I could hang out in this industry and make a living at something I'm good at. Yeah, and so it just took me a while to get there. Yeah, and that's what I would say is, you know, I've said it before, find what you're good at, and run with that. Yeah, don't try to be something you're not. Don't try to. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot easier on you that way. It is. Yeah, if you're just it's brutal trying to be something you're yeah, not. Yeah, if you're if you're not. If you're not a TV personality and don't have or anything, I mean, you can just fill in the blank. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, I would be bad for me to try to be a nutritionist. Life would be really bad, Will. I could see you being a pirate <laughs> before I could you be could a be a nutritionist. Y'all know I could be a pirate. For but sure. I mean, I, you just—I would tell somebody to, to find their niche in the in, an, in the industry and Basically just go with stay that. In your lane. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, that's what I've had to do. What's it been like for you, Matt? You know, for me, it's pretty cool because growing up, I always said when people would ask me what I want to do when I grow up, like, I want to hunt and fish. I want to work a job where I can hunt and fish. And for a while, I was stuck in a corporate gig working nights, and I was decent at it, but I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. And then finally, to be able to sit in the circle around with you guys, living what I've always wanted to do, it's pretty <laughs> Filming guys hunting fish. Filming guys hunting <laughs> fish. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the tree. I get to go on trips, so it's pretty awesome. You might be the luckiest cameraman I've ever met, too. Yeah. The like first hunt. First hunt, dude. B killed that giant. Hurricane buck. No, no, no. No, Zeus. No. This year. Zeus. Oh, Hurricane was the year before, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But that was his first sit ever with Brandon. Brandon's actually still part of the podcast. <laughs> He's been on the last two or three because we've been out, out of state when we're recording. But, yeah, so he went and filmed Brandon. And what was that experience like? It was amazing. I mean, we were in the tree seeing deer all day but we had pretty much given up on the hunt and about to call it quits I look up and here comes the biggest deer I've ever seen and a part of 
I kind of tap Brandon on the shoulder and tell him, and we get it done. And for that to be my first hunt to experience yeah, that, that's I'm, incredible. I'm pretty hooked. Was that I, the, I was so mad. Was that the night Josh was with y'all? No, too? that was the year before. The year before. But I've hunted on that farm with B like I don't know how many times, and we might have shut a door or two. Matt goes out, then he goes to Oklahoma like the second sit, and they go kill another nice buck. I got a hunt in Kansas this year, Matt. Will you come film me? <laughs> Absolutely. Just give me the date. I'll be there. Oh, he did, man. He was on a roll. But so you guys have had to prepare, though. I mean, to get to where you're at. Absolutely. I Correct. Mean, I mean, you have to be willing to sacrifice too. I mean, it's not just yeah. You jump <laughs> Matt right, knows you all jump about right sacrifice. Into it. We, uh, <laughs> Matt came on. I was like, you got to work for free for like a year. I had about a year long internship <laughs> there. So it was tough, but it's all worth it. Yeah. And you've done incredible, man. All kidding aside, like you've been I appreciate it. Phenomenal. You're you you and Cody are like one up in each other all the time, making me look bad. I think I took the lead tonight. You did take the lead tonight. <laughs> I don't have any comments. <laughs> and awesome. went three laps down last night, so <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what, Will? What was your journey like, man? You said something about school. You're obviously doing what you love with your life right now. Well, my journey was, you know, it's one of those deals where sometimes a guy that gets an opportunity and you just don't squander it. It's, uh, you know, I I played a lot when I was an undergrad, and I you know, wasn't the best student. Got, got tangled up in a lot of other things that took the focus away from school and I actually never had the goal of getting this far but uh, what happened is I, I got introduced to uh, Nebraska through a feed yard management internship and the doors to grad school kind of opened but the reason they opened for me is because they said we're judging you on work ethic how well you get along with people and we'll worry about grades later and, you know wow. once I got that second chance it was uh, man you don't squander that yeah but you know, we've talked about sacrifice and all that, but you know, the thing that makes preparation great and all of that process, and you got to have a goal. You got to kind of have an end in mind so you know what you're working for. Yeah. Sometimes you got to reset on that, but as long as you keep working for it, got that goal to achieve. Let's talk about that for a minute, because I don't want to say I'm on the flip side of that or disagree with you by any means, but <laughs> I will say I'm not exactly sure what my goal is other than to retire when I'm 50 that is a goal that's a goal that's a goal but but as far as like because to me it's also the journey you know every day is a new day for us we never know what new client we may come in contact or what project we're going to be out or what invention Aaron or somebody's going to come out with or, or <laughs> that we're going to be marketing some down the time down the road so I, I kind of get intrigued by the journey I, I honestly can't say I know exactly what the end looks like or what my goal is other than taking care of my family and our team you know but well, i'm not trying to get too philosophical here by any means but i mean the journey is what makes it all the fun it's yeah. just a matter of how you look at it because and maybe that's what we're saying is that there's different ways more than one way to skin a cat i guess the old saying goes but because so when you said you had a goal what it was to be in the industry you're in now right man my, my goal was absolutely it was to be involved with cattle in some way shape or form did yeah. i when i started this did i ever think i'd get to the point of of having graduate degrees and yeah. being a doctor no i just wanted to know everything i could and and attempt to be the best that i could 
with the knowledge that I had. Yeah. And so what's, I mean, like, what's something you could share with people listening that's, like, we've talked in, the, in previous podcasts, a lot of separating factors between what can make you successful and what doesn't for you. What have you seen in maybe some one or two keys that has helped separate you from competition, so to speak, to get you where you're at? And one, one thing, and, and, and you'll hear this a lot, but, it, but it's all about attitude and, and, you know, how you interact with people. It's It's... It's not being arrogant because maybe in this case you guys have been picking on me about being the smartest guy in the room and you know i, I don't think that i am and but you know a lot of people let that go of their head yeah and, and that that there's a turn off in some cases but the other thing i look at is you know something something happens and it knocks me down you know i might dwell on it for a day or two but ultimately there's a positive that comes from that yeah if you can find that positive man you can get back on your feet and keep climbing that mountain yeah that's so true I think that I think at certain times everybody in this circle is the smartest person in the room at some point, depending on what the conversation is. We got Matt over there; he's alpha cum laude. <laughs> how do you say that? I don't know. <laughs> what is it? You know what's? It, how do you say it for real? What's it called for real? Because I mess it up. I really don't. You said lie, it bad Matt. so many Matthew, times. Matthew, don't said you it lie. So wrong. That's what I call it. Y'all know what I'm so. talking about? That's what it should have been. He got called. the extra tassel when he graduated. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Matt went fishing. Stage, he didn't I went fishing. I didn't even go to graduation. <laughs> he didn't go to graduation. <laughs> Smartest kid at school. But I think I think that goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. It's just surrounding yourself with people if you're going to be successful and be prepared. It's having people on the team that can help you in your areas of weakness. You know, whatever that means. And I think we've all got a lot of similarities. Hunting for us is a common denominator, but. We obviously all have different strengths we bring to the table. And at any given time, depending on the conversation, you could be the smartest person in the circle, you know. Like we start talking guns with Dustino over there, Kenny Rogers, a.k.a. Uh, I mean, he's very knowledgeable at that stuff, you know. I know how to pull the trigger. That's about it. Aaron's very knowledgeable at it. Um, but we start talking graphic design or media or whatever. I can talk, talk with him if I need to, you know. And uh, I think that's an awesome thing about having the right team. Cody, you're thinking about saying something over there, aren't you? you look, well, you got the mic. He's being quiet. You are being – are you tired? It's like 1 o'clock or something, isn't it? It's 12 early. Way earlier than you thought it was. I was just thinking about what Will was saying about being the smartest guy in the room and sometimes you blow it and stuff like tonight. I totally blew it. <laughs> I screwed this up. And it's a result of lack of preparation. Whatever. No, no, it's it's probably I threw it on you last minute. <laughs> no, for real, what I was going to say is something I've learned in my life about preparation is every moment is an opportunity to learn something yeah. and grow from that. And so if you will have, like he said, a good attitude about it, like I could be all mad and you know, like somebody else recorded this podcast. I'm going to bed. It's 1228, you know, but I'm going to learn next time. That'll that, never that happen. That crap ain't going to happen again. <laughs> won't leave the, the cords will be there. The cord will be there. The cord will be in the bag. Because <laughs> he's delegating yeah. it to Cody. And if, <laughs> you know, like it'll be organized. We'll know where it's at. And whenever I hook this thing up next time, I'll know exactly what to do. Yeah. Because it's, you know, like that's, that's part of preparation is when you do mess up, it don't take it like oh, I'm the worst on the planet, but take it as an opportunity to grow and to learn and then to get better so that you don't mess yeah, up again. That's what Will was saying while I go about attitude. Yeah, absolutely. It's you all know? about attitude. And that, that's probably a huge – that wind's brutal. It's like a windmill's right here or something. <laughs> but, you know, that goes back to, though, on preparation. I think I think you have to have, like you said, and you don't really know what your goal is, but 
you and I have talked enough. You you've got plenty of goals. Oh yeah. If you really don't have a goal, how do you prepare? I mean, it's kind of like you think about what we're doing here at Josh's place. He's got a goal about turning this ranch into the best Texas ranch he could possibly have. So yeah, we had a prep week. Now, granted, it was we've had a lot of mishaps <laughs> on this week. And uh, but yeah, just, there's I mean, still a lot was accomplished though. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean we we probably actually that's that's what I told Josh today. We we tried to put too much in this week, and when it's 108 degrees, it's it's impossible to do yeah. anything. So, but I really, I mean, preparation to me, it's it, it's 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 a goal. I mean, um, I look at I used to be very anal organized, and I'm not as good at that as i used to be just because we go so fast today but um when i came here there you know with big and jay or anything i have a goal you know i mean and like my goal for our company is to get a timeline on schedule with make great launches with products and that's why this week you know tonight we went out and shot that one video yeah that was the one thing i knew i had to get done and um so Without a goal, I don't know how you really are prepared. And good so, talent helps too. It yeah, did. great talent. Phil producer made the whole thing. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> That's so, because the only reason Heath and I have not been prepared on a lot, a lot of shoots. You know, we try to skimp by. I'm holding a boom mic and a reflector, and then the have to pull have, my phone out and recite. Things have changed a lot since in the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. Because three or four years ago, it's just been me and him sitting here talking about this. And now they look at how many people is down here for just one shoot, really, for multiple companies. But um, that's that's obviously part of yeah, preparation. Yeah, talking about things changing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Beginning of Big and Jay was insane. Oh, like, yeah. You know, there's me and a couple of buddies, you know. I mean, yeah. really. Yeah. About not having a clue, you know, going into things just blind and learning and but you had a dream and a passion you had a passion yeah that's the main thing you had yeah. a passion about something it's actually where you know that's where i met aaron aaron was a rep of our product and he was my i mean i would call aaron at 11 o'clock at night and be like, i need help with this and he would like walk me through things over the phone sometimes for hours and then aaron came up and hunted in nebraska with me and we talked about it then it's so cool man we were in, we were in a pop-up blind and was like yeah, dude. Someday, I'd love if you came. You know, came up here, jumped on board Big and J, and and steer this bus. Yeah. You know, I'd say things like, you know, I think a smart person realizes if they're not cut out for the job, you know, if they don't know what they're doing, if they're in over their head, swallow your pride and say, hell, you know. Yeah, that's and, a big deal. And Aaron was definitely. Pick of the litter, baby. Yeah, without a doubt. That's because there's only one in the litter. <laughs> no. no, that's not true at all. Now, you said some important stuff there, though, is oh. swallow your pride and being able to ask for help. It's I'm huge. Real, I'm a real construction worker by trade. I noticed that. I mean, this trip. Yeah. You was running, running that backhoe, yeah. boy. That's what, that's what I grew up doing. Yeah. And was just absolutely fortunate enough to have an awesome team in Big and Jay that was like what do you need to do and how am i supposed to answer that yeah i mean you know and to get it to the point that it was i wouldn't say big enough that i don't 
we were a strong enough brand that Aaron was like, yeah, I think we can grow this thing. And he left a solid career yeah. to come and take on this task and, um, and basically direct the ship, you know. Yeah. Best, best, best thing ever happened, without a doubt, for me and the company, without a doubt. So. Yeah. What's some other elements of being prepared that stick out? I'm hearing some along as we talk. Think about that while I talk. Obviously, not sleep because we're doing well, a podcast. One, one thing that on here is being able to just go with the flow. Yeah. I mean, that's I know that's not preparation, but well, like is, he though. said, attitude. I mean, you got to be able to just be ready to roll with whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't. We don't get a lot of surprises thrown on us, but whenever they do we happen, well, they do, and whenever you just say, "Alrighty, no, yeah. no problem at all." See you Tuesday. Yeah, some will. Yeah, Jeremy was kind of hitting on this. I mean. The, one of the biggest things for preparation is you got to know what you know and realize when it's time to ask for help and then be able to swallow it and ask for help when that time comes. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah, because on that note, I can tell you right now, the retail world, everything's, oh, I'm going to invent a product and I'm going to sell it to this store and they're going to sell it to the public. And, yeah, it's not even kind of like that. Yeah. The steps and the procedures and the behind the scenes and the meetings and the this and the that. There's a ton and, of preparation. There is a ton of stuff. And the stuff that pops up and the unplanned things, and the, it's constant. And even now, I would say Big and Jay's, not, we're not a big company. We run very thin. You know, we, I mean, as far as manpower, yeah. we run very thin. Yeah. And so, yeah, everybody has their roles and different tasks. Of all the people, I probably have the weirdest role in the company. <laughs> What do you do it's, anyway? It's something different every week, man. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to go do what? Okay. <laughs> but uh, and once again, you ask me what I, what I do. Well, you could ask Aaron because, I mean, the moment you hand the reins to somebody, I mean, yeah, I'm the founder of Big and J. That's fine. I ain't the boss. You know, I mean, technically, nobody here is the boss. The boss lives in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, but uh, without a doubt, yeah. Aaron, what do you think about this? No, that's a bad idea. But he won't say it right then. Aaron <laughs> steps back. He looks at it from a thousand feet. He sleeps on it. Has a meal. Calls down and says, "Nah, I thought about it. That's that's a bad idea." Unless it's a real bad idea. Unless it's real bad. And and, then you and, and, and I'll tell you this too. Normally, normally he doesn't. He's not that nice. <laughs> Aaron doesn't say it. That's a bad idea. He's like, oh, "That's that's absolutely stupid." <laughs> you know, he'll stomp. No, but that's that's. Uh, you got to have the quarterback that runs the team. Yeah. You know? Like on being prepared, though, the one thing, yeah, I hear people say all the time, you can never be overprepared. That's a true statement, but I also know some people that think about their tasks so long and try to make everything so perfect that they're scared to fly by your seat of your pants a little bit, maybe, yeah. and they never take a step forward. I mean, I, I know a guy in sales right now that um, he's phenomenal at what he does when he gets there. I mean, but he leaves so much stuff on the table because he spends all his time making everything so perfect that he gets to about half of his production he could be. Hmm. Whereas if he prepared and took a leap of faith, you know, he took the right, right you know, it's just the calculated risk we've yeah, talked about. I mean, about well, it's no different. I mean, when I preparing for tractor supply and all that, I mean, 
I don't do these crazy things. I mean, I, it's like the first time I, met, I took Jeremy to a tractor supply deal. We were, he's like, where's your PowerPoint? You know, he, yeah. you know, he, he's like, I was like, what? Nah. <laughs> yeah. Here's price list. Here's a catalog. We're going to go have a conversation and we're going to roll out of there. I was prepared enough to answer every question. I didn't have to go in there and wow somebody, yeah. you know, and, and you get guys that spend so much time and they waste all this time trying to be so prepared. I don't know if it's to impress people or what, but sometimes you just got to go do it. It's kind of like here in Texas, you know. We just came down here and done what we needed to do. We should have been more prepared, but we're not. But we got a lot done because we all jumped in and said, hey, let's just get it done. Yeah. How so. do you find balance in that, though? I think that's what people are thinking when they hear comments like that is, I see what you're saying, but in life and then in obviously in business is what does balance look like with taking risk and over not over overanalyzing, overthinking well, things? We, we use like product development as one. You got companies that if they, 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 they'll work for five, six, seven years on a product trying to get it perfect. Um, and we use Swagger as an example. Big and J is a lot easier on product development. Swagger takes a lot of time and a lot of money, but you know, when we launched our first product, we had about 10 prototype phases. Um, we had a timeline. We were a year too early. I mean, we should have waited a year, but if we'd have waited that year, we'd have found another reason to wait another year and another year, and we're like, you know what? It's time to put our feet in and go. Yeah. And we're gonna let, you know, you can't make it perfect. Well, I think a lot of a lot of your probably bigger companies, they launch products. This is just my opinion from what I've seen, but they launch products intentionally, knowing they're not perfect. Because round twos, I mean, look at the iPhone. Oh yeah, they know right now there's already one better coming. Yep. You know, and so I think you have to look at that. But that's what you're saying. Maybe that's the balance is knowing it may not be perfect. Well, that's what you see with some a lot of inventors. You know, if if we would have let the inventor of uh, a swagger been involved in the entire process it'd still be in a design table oh yeah i mean you're like no 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 we gotta go i mean it's no different than a sales guides you know or building your house or whatever you know there's a certain time when you gotta be like all right let's do this we're thing. doing it we gotta close this loan out that's it <laughs> so i was told one time that if you analyze something so much too much you can paralyze that thing that you're analyzing and I think that that's not a cop-out for being prepared, but I think you're right, Aaron. You have to be willing to jump in and take a risk and do something. And then in the midst of all that, figure out what you got to do to be prepared as you're growing and all mm -hmm. of that. Well, it's like writing a book report, you know. What's that? Well, I didn't write them either, but <laughs> it, you think about it. You read this book, and then you're whatever, you know, and you, you start trying to write about this book. Yeah. Well, you've read it. Do you really need to go read it four times? No, you just wing it. You start writing it. You've done preparation. Read the inside cover I, and the back. book either, yeah. so it don't matter. Paraphrase. Cliff notes, man. Cliff notes. Cliff notes. <laughs> See, here's a guy. He's the educated Doc guy. Doc came in. So, Doc come in. <laughs> but in nutrition work, do you, I mean, you're, you have to, you're, you try to be as prepared, but a lot of those are, you're just making calculations. I won't say, it's not an assumption, but. You look at the cow and you had to make a judgment call, correct? That, that's exactly right. I mean, and, and, you know, to take this back to cattle, the way we described it is you have to control what you can control. 
and there are factors that you're not going to be able to. Prime example is weather. I mean, we're up here suffering in 100 degree heat during the day. You know, when cattle are doing that, they don't eat. You know, how do you manage that? Well, you try to formulate a diet that's safe enough for them that when they don't eat, they don't come up there and gorge themselves on it so that they wind up having some kind of digestive problem or something along those lines. So really, you know, on the cattle side, you, you prepare as much as you can, but you gotta you gotta like you said earlier, stay in your lane. Well, in that world, it's control what you can control because there's variables that you're not gonna be able to. Yeah, and I think that's what I uh, like you said, control what you can control. I mean, that's where preparation comes into play. But you can't prepare for every and what we do every day. It's just like going to these shoots today. Was Cody prepared that the leg was gonna fall out of the tripod? Fell right off. Fell right off. We didn't have a backup. <laughs> I need a bop, uh, like a tripod sponsor. But, uh, you know, we fixed it and rolled on. And, yeah. I mean, uh, it didn't even stop the shoot. I've been in some places where, I mean, we would have stopped and be done. Oh, gosh, we can't do this. Yeah. I think there's a life principle there, though, just hearing you say that and some of the conversation we've had. When I think about people that are truly successful in life and business is – like you say, you can control what you can control, but what you can control is how you're going to respond no matter what you can control happens. If you know that going into it, our, our pastor at our church, he talked, he used to teach me about, he called it the law of predictable resistance. And basically what it means is you know crap's going to happen at some point, and you have to know ahead of time how you're going to respond to it. And so if you can do that, though, you've already won up the situation before it ever happens. You know stuff's going to happen. We know at some point we're going to probably miss an animal again in our life. Jeremy's like, I'm never missing again. I remember that. My, but we know already before it ever happens, it's not going to stop us from hunting, right? That's what I mean. And so I don't know. I think there's some good life lesson there in, in life and business. If we can know how to respond before the situation ever happens, that's part of being prepared, you know? And I think a key part that I'm going to throw in here is you got to have faith. I mean, because if, you know... Kenny, that's not a Kenny Rogers no, that's song. That's not Kenny Rogers. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, man, I'm serious. Like, yeah, because if you think for one second, though, what the first three years or whatever it was, four years before Aaron came on board at Big J, that I wasn't like, what are we doing? And wasn't talking. <laughs> man, I'm serious. Going, what? What? You, what, what? Why? How? How are we ever gonna? How many times in your mind did you consider quitting? Are you serious? Yeah, can't count them, can you? There's not enough blades of grass here. I know, but he you tried did. to quit twice today, but we wouldn't let him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, quit, no. I mean, because here's the deal. My, the man that invested in Big and J, you know, I don't want to throw away his dollar. Yeah. You know, uh, amazing person. Yeah. Know? And, uh, heck, it's we're here we're gonna do it there's got to be a reason I always you know i've always said yeah god had a plan so yeah. i i don't i don't think he's gonna fail i don't you know but i sure as heck didn't know where it was gonna go yeah and then i met old captain red over there and <laughs> red beard I said you want to ride this bull <laughs> <laughs> you know you, you talk about again getting preparation having to take that leap of faith you know i I married my wife on a Tuesday. We moved to Nebraska on a Friday on a six-month plan. Wow. That That's that's all the longer we knew we were going to be somewhere. And, I mean, we took that leap to come up here and see see what doors that opened. 
know, it, it takes it takes guts to take that leap. It, it's there's a, there's a big fear factor there, but you know, you're gonna be successful. You're gonna have to set those goals. At some point, you're gonna have to make that leap, and being prepared helps you make that. Yeah. How, how look talking about that? How do you guys evaluate taking that leap? Like, what do you look at when you're making a decision? I know what I do. Like when I, I'll say while you're thinking about it, I look at worst case scenario when I'm thinking about taking a risk. I immediately, I, I go flip the script and what what is the very worst thing that could happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I know can I respond to it and get it and make it through it if that happens? If I can, that that encourages me to think I may take this risk. But if I can't, it may keep me from taking that risk. If it's and also I think it depends on what stage of life you're at too. Like Cody's got like 17 kids, and so the decisions he makes may be a little different than okay, not 17, but his decisions when it comes to taking risk <laughs> might be different than Matt's decision at this stage of life taking risk. You know what I mean? Do you need to say something, Cody? I only have five kids. <laughs> I was kidding, dude. I was exaggerating. Well, you know, me and uh, Will actually talked about that this week. Um, because he's been what, about six months longer than me with the company. But um, like he said, he came here with a six-month plan. I left. I made more. I, I left a better-paying job to come here, um, and it was uh, scary for me. Because you know, here I I was putting my my family at jeopardy, and you know, I stepped out on that, and but. It, it's not it never was about the dollars to me i mean that's what we talked about today we've had opportunity to go make money uh, we're such good friends right yeah <laughs> <laughs> how did you evaluate though when you made that leap what was the like what did you look at in life well, i looked at what what was kind of my goal was always you know you say you're tired even though granted we work for people but i was like you know i'm kind of tired of working for the man I wanted an opportunity to see where I actually made an impact, and my decisions made a difference somewhere. Um, I didn't. I, I'm not a. I'm not a very well micromanaged person. So if you are over my shoulder every day, I'm not going to be there long. Um, because and your leadership style is the same exact yeah, way. Because you're not a micromanager. No, I'm not a micromanager. Um, but the deal for me was was that ability to make an impact. Um, uh, you know, there's plenty of jobs out there in this industry um, that pay good money. But I mean, I've got friends that's they're on their seventh or eighth job right now, and it's just like they're chasing dollars. So I, I don't chase dollars. To me, you know, having the freedom. I mean, you think about it, we got the whole team down here. Not. One person in our company questioned anything we're doing, um, and that that's worth a lot to me. So I would agree. It's worth a lot to me too. Yeah. Not that I'm the you know high up or anything, but it's uh, evaluating it all. I knew I was coming to work for a, a stable company, and th that's more what I was after. When you're talking about the making you you know, making your decisions is is, is a going to work for somebody that's stable yeah you know not one day just saying oh well we we're down four percent this year so we're taking out four percent of our yeah we're taking out <laughs> staff yeah i mean <laughs> and so that's that's one of my biggest 
you know, it's just stability. It's a big deal for me, is stability. Yeah. And it's yeah, a, we, we'll cut TV before we cut personnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would. Oh, I know you would. And, you know, you're still affecting families then, but, you know, it's different. You know, we wouldn't cut strutting bucks, but... <laughs> <laughs> but but it could happen. It could happen. If it had to. Yeah, you might meet this guy named Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast That's we haven't got to yet. That's so funny. Man, with some of this in there, and they're hitting nail on the head. It's not about the dollars. It's it's about getting to do what you love. And, and, and the other side of that is the freedom that comes with that. I mean, in, in this position, in the, in the way that they run, and, and, and look at this as a goal and, and whatnot. I, I mean, I get to go to my kids' games and, and be at their dance recitals and things yeah. like that and you know that that was a goal at the end of the day too was <laughs> Jeremy said I miss them all <laughs> so, sorry man Never, you know I, I guess ultimately it comes down you gotta figure out exactly what you want out of it yeah. and decide what your priorities are yeah yeah I mean I miss I don't you know I'm not home as often as Will um, that was a choice I made you know I don't have to travel like I do. It's mostly self-inflicted. I mean, but I'm a doer. I'm going to go get it done. Yeah. Um, So, that you know, Jeremy's the same way. Neither one of us ever complain about going and we just go. It's part of it. That's that whatever-it-takes mentality, though. Absolutely. Yeah. I have been working on his preparation for a long time, though. He's getting better. I've always said this. I might miss T-ball, but hopefully. I'll always miss T-ball. Or I always miss T-ball, but hopefully I make varsity. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Once again, that's where play the cards as they come. I mean, case in point, this Texas trip, literally, Aaron's like, hey, book some plane tickets down to San Antonio, get a hold of somebody, and they'll pick you up. I said, all right, what we got? He's like, oh, run around Josh's ranch, do some stuff. And that literally, <laughs> what, what's the dates? And just walked up and said, honey, I'm going to Texas. When? Well, I'm going to go straight from Alabama to Texas. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, I got here. I had no clue what we're doing. I mean, seriously. We're I brought him down to run a backhoe because that's what I was going to have to do. And I knew it didn't have a cab. <laughs> I am the I am the Rocky Balboa of machinery operators, and I do love to do. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of the world that travels though with their occupation, oh, and there's there's pros and there's good and bad to that. But I think it's important if if you do fall, fall into that category and have to to travel, there's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure you explain, especially if you got little ones, what's going the on. Biggest challenge. So they understand, yeah. Because if they don't understand, there's going to be resentment. Oh, yeah. But if they understand and see the big picture yeah. of what you're providing, and Cody, you can probably speak to this because you're kind of just getting into this a little bit. But Yeah, for real. I worked jobs for, um, I think it was like 17 years that I was at home every day of my life. You know, my wife got to work with me. Yeah. My kids got to work with me. And so traveling was, you know, it's 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 really still brand new. I'm only two months in it, and I talk to Aaron a lot about it just because I trust Aaron. We grew up together, you know. One of the, like I was telling my wife the other day is, um, you know, I've been gone like once a month, you know, that's kind of what I've traveled so far and, you know, but there's a lot of flexibility and a lot of freedom in being able to, in being willing to do that. You know, I get to, yeah, I get to be at home and even though I might be working at my kitchen table while my kids are watching Forged by Fire, you know, (laughs) talking about building forges in the backyard and I'm thinking, oh, somebody's going to get burnt, you know. 
I'm at the house and yeah. they know that I'm there. You know, if I need to, um, you know, for the majority of the time, if I need to run outside and vacuum the swimming pool up so it's not green um, instead of blue, you know, <laughs> I can do that. You yeah. know, if I need to run over to this place to upload something because my internet's slow, I can do that. And I have a lot more, um, instead of, you know, I could go to a job every day and work on schedule eight to five, but be there from eight till eight, you know, because, yeah. because I had to get something done, but now I have this flexibility, flexibility yeah. you know, to do something that I love, something that, um, I get to be a part of my family's life in ways that, you know, other people don't get to do. Yeah. And you're also doing something you're pretty good at too. Well, except for podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's let me down on his used to be a music guy. Uh, Just dropping the ball everywhere on his but I think that's important. I mentioned that because it goes back to what was stated. Uh, did we record that on that podcast when you said that? Oh, What's that? Knows? About doing what you're, something you're good at? Yeah. Y'all was that, that was recorded. Podcast? That was actually, no, that was uh, Aaron's dream crushing episode. Well, I thought you said it tonight on one of the four we recorded that didn't record. Anyway, what I was going to say is you're in that position, though, because you're doing something now that you're good at yeah well i hope to be good at it <laughs> well you're pretty you're good enough at it to get a position to do that though well i was talking to my brother-in-law the other day and he um he's in ministry and he works another job as well he works at a school but um he was asking like what'd you do today and i told him you know well i um, i sat at the table in my house and um, i worked on um this video you know it was a video for swagger that we we made from arizona he's like well that's fun i was like it, it was really fun <laughs> and he's like well you put in the time and what he meant by that was you know i put in all these hours when i pastored churches and when i you know counsel people like I, I went on a cruise one time with my wife and at three o'clock in the morning when the lady who was going to stay with my kids showed up i was getting a phone call from a guy who was upset about something that really didn't matter but I took that call and then, yeah. um, you know, I put in the time to learn how to make videos because our church couldn't afford to pay somebody to make videos, yeah. learn how to make a website because our church couldn't pay somebody to make a <laughs> website. You know, I did all of those things yeah. and I worked really hard, um, to find this, yeah. this fun and this flexibility and this freedom and sometimes it's you know like so it was I, part of your preparation it was part of the preparation the you don't you don't think that you know like at the time yeah you don't think it uh, am i gonna be people. sitting in south texas <laughs> yeah. you know around uh, a circle with a bunch of friends you know people that i've known for a long time some that i've just met people that i've laughed with i've eaten uh, a lot of smoked meat with you know what i mean did i ever think that that preparation was going to lead to this for many years no you know yeah. what i mean but whenever you look back you can see you know all the videos that i made for our church all of the opportunities that i had to do website stuff for friends that were at other churches all of the conferences that i did full all of their design for you know it was preparation for this opportunity and it goes back to what i think will said it's all about attitude you know i could have been yeah, well, it's bitter. I, I got to do all this stuff, man. Why can't we pay to have it done? I use it as an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to grow, and then really it prepared me for working with South Face Media Group and yeah. doing something that I really love. And I feel like it's changing. You know, it's going to change the trajectory of my life and my family's and our future. And um, you know, you don't know what your dream is. I don't know what my dream is. You know, we're going somewhere big. We got together, a bunch of them. You know what I mean? Going a lot of different directions. Yeah. <laughs> we get to have fun doing preparation. That, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, 
Yeah, you know, like you talking about travel, I, and you know, Will was talking a little bit about he's he's home. Jeremy's not home. I, I out of everybody, I, I travel the most, and um, you know, I prep for my travels. But one thing I don't do is when I'm home on Saturday and Sunday, I don't do nothing with work. Yeah, you're you home. Know, I, I mean. I wash my clothes. That's how I prep for travel. I've been doing what I do for so long. It's not like I gotta do a bunch of crazy crap. Um, and I've kind of trained everybody that deals with me that you got me Monday through Friday. Almost when I'm on the road, anytime you want me, yeah, I come home Saturday, Sunday. You, you might as well not even call me because I'm not gonna answer. But I had to do that to balance the life. You know, I see a lot of young people get into this and. And, you know, Dustin's been traveling a little bit, but he's still pretty new to this. But the one thing I, I used to do was a lot of hobbies, and I don't do them anymore. I mean, I still fish, but I, my wife knows that. I do it just limited time part of the year. But when I'm home now, I'm home. I normally don't go anywhere. I mean, my buddies are like, you know, they, they act like I completely disown them because, you know, they they want to go bow fishing on a Friday night when I get home or go do something. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to do none of that. You know? I, I, I think taking that advice when I'm home, I am home. That's I think it. it's a great, a great point. Like for example, like I, I love golf. I've got a great set of golf clubs for sale. So if anybody's listening to the podcast, <laughs> I'll sell them so I can buy another camera so I can take pictures of my family and be with them and do something I love. <laughs> be with them. You know yes. what I'm saying? Well, I mean, and, that's the reason I, I quit golfing was, I mean, the only time I could golf was a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning. And you're away from your family. So I think what I'm hearing you say is it's not just preparation for your career. It's preparation for every area of your life. Mm-hmm. It's not, I just want to prepare to be be successful. I want to be prepared to be successful in my job. Yeah. Prepare to be successful in ultimately raising the best family that I can if you're married or if you're wanting to be married or whatever, you know. Like preparation is in every part of your life. It's not just oh. work. Oh yeah, know? I mean, I like on the way home. I'm prepping my like if I'm gonna be home four or five days, I'm at, I stop at the grocery store. I buy because my wife doesn't cook when I'm home. I cook all the meals. I mean, I try to make it as easy for them, and it's it's all prep. Or I could be I could be that. There's a lot of people, that, and again, they struggle with their marriage because of this because they do what i do and travel and they come home and they sit on the couch and their mentality is i've been freaking working all week you know or come serve me yeah and all you know my wife works too and it's just when i'm home i'm like you like you said when when we work from our house and we're actually home well i can start cooking at four o'clock because i do 99.9 percent of my work on my phone i put earbuds in and i roll i mean i could fish from a boat if i wanted to yeah and just work work right away i don't but, know i did that a few times last summer and you'd call and be like you're on freaking I was lake, like, are you fishing <laughs> <laughs> you got this video done <laughs> and he catches old fish hook that's where gavin got the nickname fish hook from me because he caught him in the back oh, while you were on the phone with him <laughs> just right before no. i got off and then he hooked him oh, i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> treble hooks buried in the back that's a bad deal. But yeah, I mean preparation. I, I mean, I think it's it's everything. You, you if you can't uh, learn how to prepare for things, and you're always I pick on Jeremy a lot. We, you know, <laughs> Iron Marie. <laughs> he got the mic because I'm prepared I'm to defend myself or else <laughs> right. taking the shorts. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. No, but I mean, you think about it. Uh, you know, we talked about 
you know, Jeremy and I, and he always asks me about stuff, and I talk about time management or organization, and Jeremy's a little emotional, kind of. That's what got me here. Yeah, no, it is. It's his, It's one of his great deals, and uh, um, I always I'm, I come up made the song. Remember, living on Tulsa time, I always said it was living on Atkins time there for a while. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> so, but you know we but his personality and all that i mean we we got our strengths and but you know that was one of the things you know and he asked me a long time ago you know what you know what kind of things he needs to do to help him do that and um and that was one you know that's what i told him i mean just preparation time management and all these kind of things and you don't do many hobbies anymore when you're no. home either you don't go no. anywhere no, I mean it's just it's, it just seems like as soon as you're home, focus on family, and it's almost like when when around my wife and kids' schedule is when I'm prepping for the next venture. Yeah, and that just seems like I mean there was a time where it was like, okay, we we did this show, now what do we do? Because we didn't we weren't in the retail locations, we didn't have the meetings, we didn't have this. I, I didn't, you know. We, you know there was no direction it's hard and and with this being said you know preparation it's hard to prepare for something when you have no idea mm-hmm. what you're preparing for you know i mean there's a lot of, yeah or where it's going or yeah once again to even be sitting here it's a miracle but sure. that's where that's what i was saying while ago if you would have sat back and just said okay i don't know what to do but i'm gonna and just kept trying to make everything perfect you would have never moved forward. That's right. You'd have been standing still, right. sitting there. Yeah. I've always had the mentality, at least thought this way, to act like you're where you're headed, even when you're not, so that you know how to react when you get there. Mm-hmm. You're already prepared for it, you know. It's almost like we're not as big as we're going to be in the next 10 years, but we're moving in that direction and trying to at least I know in my facilitate heart, I doubt that's the situation here. Do what? I know in my heart there's no there's not a doubt in my mind. Yeah. Like Yeah, Swagger's yeah. fixing to take the world over. Sorry. <laughs> it's happening. Oh yeah. Right. We need to get a swagger that the fifty cal can sit on. We haven't. Yeah. Matt was not prepared when he shot the fifty cal today. Yeah, I saw his, his reaction. His phone bounce was pretty good. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was solid. It was solid. Swagger's so awesome, dude. The, the, the best bipod on the planet is bad. And you're like a bow hunter saying that. Yeah, right? You're like yeah. a diehard bow hunter. But I'm also, okay, uh, you know, I'm telling you I'm a hunter. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. If he's big enough, I'll hit him with the Chevrolet. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm not prejudiced. But I will tell you, it's, it's fun to hunt with a swagger if you've never hunted with one. So on this preparation deal, though, I had this thought a while ago, and then I lost it, and I was finally come back. <laughs> the number one preparation thing, I had an old man tell me, and I think I said it on the podcast before, but I do it every day. I live by this in my job because every one of us in this room, in this, room, in this back porch, whatever it is called. Where in the we're circle. At, in the circle. The circle of South Texas. We have the easiest job not to do. And you got to think about that statement. I live in Arkansas. There's nobody staring there. You live in Texas. I don't see Dustin every day. Will, he lives off by his own self. Jeremy, Matt, 
we have the easiest job not to do. We have to wake up and choose. And how I've always prepared myself for work every day is I get up every morning, take a shower, and put my clothes on like I was going to an office. And I had an old man told me that was been a rep for a long time in sales business. He said, if you don't wake up every day and dress like you're going to a workplace, you will not work in your own place. And that's a very true statement. I followed. If you're sitting in your freaking underwear in your living room, <laughs> I promise you, you are not. I ain't far from it. I got my flops on. Yeah, well, but, but you're, <laughs> you're creative. You're though. creative. Y'all are special away needs. You, 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 you have special a, needs people. Man, <laughs> man buns and man buns. Unless you're bald, like yeah, me and hat. <laughs> but I mean, so that that's been. I mean, I have lived by that since great 2004. Advice. Because if you if if you get up and prepare yourself for work, even though you know you have to go nowhere, was he from Arkansas? Uh, no, he was not. Uh, he was actually from um, somewhere in the Northeast. Um, that's what that's what uh, Big Hair told me too. The first day I started doing the whole rep thing. Oh yeah, yeah. That is great. I've never thought about it like that, though. Yeah, so this is the easiest job to not do. Yeah. It is. It is, because you kind of can gauge your own time, you know. Mm-hmm. I can promise you this. I had, a, I had a guy work for me a while back and didn't realize what he was walking away from, honestly. The freedom. We talked about freedom, and, and you don't really know what you got until you've done something else or been somewhere else or get put into another situation where you're in a controlled environment for eight to five or nine to six or whatever and it's hard to go back mm-hmm. i can't imagine like i couldn't unless i mean if i absolutely had to for my family's sake i would but it would be it'd be brutal and so when you take advantage of what you're talking about every single day and give it all you got and meet not just meet expectations but exceed them you're always going to have a pretty fruitful yep. life you know well, you know the way i look at it is I don't want to go back to work in retail. You know, I've been in sales forever. Please don't make me. Uh, <laughs> so how do I keep from that? I wake up and keep myself moving forward because I don't think I could speak to the public more in a day anymore. That's why Jeremy goes to these consumer shows because by 10 o'clock, I'm ready to freaking throw punch people. Jeremy can talk to them all day. I can't. Because at the end of the day, when people walk up and they talk about, oh, my gosh, this and that about the big and j products are it, it just it fires me up yeah you know i mean i've said it a hundred times if i've said it a thousand but it's not about the money what turns my crank and what makes me just so ecstatic is when i think about how many hunters live and die by big and j products and the original big and j product was made in my in my freaking garage. Yeah. You said really? a documentary. It's so when you weird. Seeing the trucks going like, all over the country. How, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. It's surreal. Yeah. It's just like, hmm. Well, it's just, and, I, and it, everything feels like a dream. The last 10 years feels like a dream. When it does, it's just like, how are we here in South Texas right now? <laughs> <laughs> On a podcast. <laughs> really? This isn't, you know? Damn real construction worker, you know. <laughs> at one oh nine in the morning. At one oh nine in the morning. After but morning. you you don't do that in a regular job. No, I no, mean five right. you shut down. And that's the difference. We're out here at one o'clock in the morning because we love what we do, mm-hmm. yep. enjoy people Passion. we do it with, and 
passionate well, about it. You know, Will and Jeremy are gonna fly home. Josh and Dustin's got the shortest drive, but you know we got twelve and a half hours, and I'm stopping in Dallas for a lunch meeting tomorrow. You know, and I ain't complaining about it. I don't even have to do it. I didn't have to be here. Yeah, yeah. But we choose to be here, and because again, we love what we do. I mean, I enjoy hanging around everybody here. Um, we're not going to do it in South Texas next year in July. We're gonna go, well, I think we're going to go to like uh, Canada or something. Yeah, hey, speaking of the whole team bonding, property work, and everything, we've had the <clears throat> Big and J testing grounds in Grandma, Nebraska. <laughs> Never had one of these. <laughs> I can't wait till next spring because I got 450 some odd trees in my nursery that need to be planted. So next spring we're planting trees, guys. All right. If we're making recommendations, I'm voting for the Bahamas. Bahamas? Yeah. It's just as hot. That's sand and sun. It's sand and sun. I go to Hawaii. They got axis, don't they? Can we hunt axis? Yeah, Yeah, we could hunt axis there. And umbrella drinks. I will tell you, (laughs) it it will have to be a South Face funded trip if we're going places like that. (laughs) Or everybody's having to take vacation and spend their own money. Yeah. Yeah, next year we'll have a. I'll just go wherever you tell me to go. I'm in on that. By the way, the lodge will have good air conditioning in it too by by next spring. So we tried. We tried to have some uh, Big and J days, but it's like we never (laughs) make them happen. Well, the biggest problem is we also our our office is there, (laughs) and so every time we're gonna we're gonna go and we're gonna we're gonna get dirty or whatever, we're gonna get a hunt in or anything like that. It just doesn't happen. Don't happen. No. Well, we're here. I'm going to get one day. If you want to hunt, don't get in the hunting industry. Yeah, I know. One of these days, I'm going to hunt again. You (laughs) hunted last night? Yeah. No, I didn't, actually. So did Matt. I did not hunt last night. Hey, I didn't hunt last year at all. Did y'all see any hogs? Last night? No. No, We ain't seen anything. I ain't seen no hat. It's too hot. I think we saw a badger. I think there was a badger we saw not before last, but that was about the extent of it. A lot of dove. Too bad that don't open South yet. South Texas. Dove. A lot of dove. A lot of dove. Yeah, Zach and I, we, uh, we dove hunted here last year. Everybody else was. Yeah, but how do you find them? Uh, you try to shoot them in the road. <laughs> <laughs> I would not bring my dog down here. No kidding. But that we we that field that we shot that video in is where we shot most of them. While everybody else deer hunted Zach and I, I was like, heck with this. I'm going to shoot some birds. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So... Well, crew, it's like one something in the morning. How long have we been going, Cody? I, I don't know, but well, on this one, an hour. Any one twenty. Uh, anybody got any final thoughts on preparation? Yeah. Once you're prepared, work hard. Bring your cords. Turn all the channels on. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm gonna go home and see the fruits of the labor on preparation. I'm gonna go pull my trail camera cards. Yeah, you yeah. have. I'm gonna go home and look at my sod. See and hope my wife watered it. <laughs> Let me go take my son hunting. That's what I'm talking about. I'm just going to be honest. I'm really surprised in all this talk about preparation. Hemorrhoids didn't get brought up at all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> I got to ask, what the heck? What are we talking about? No kidding. I don't know. Oh, preparation H. Oh, preparation H. Yeah, I got like, you. That's what that doctor's got. The sense of humor, it went over all our heads. It's too freaking. <laughs> I knew so where it was true. at. I was just. It's one in the morning. Of course, I did sleep all day. Tick fever. Got yeah. you down. Yeah. Well, it's been real. 
as always. Thanks man. for letting me come on, Heath. Hey, it's glad to it's glad been like to the have highlight you. of you know. <laughs> I've been waiting. You have arrived. I have. I've, I've, I've been waiting, man. You're I've been waiting. The secret to success is don't ever think you've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty true, really. It is. In all things in life, really. Jeremy, you about to say something? No, just that I'm the only one that's not on a padded seat. No, you're not. We're on an awesome all-season bench, though. My my chair's pretty comfortable. Mine's pretty comfortable. I got an office chair over here. I traded traded to this chair so that the podcast could go smoother. Did Did we mention Rantula is still in there? No, it's not. I'm, no, no, touch the jar. Gone. I don't so, think we talked about that on did, this round. I don't know if this round we did, but we did catch Tarantula. a live tarantula down here at the ranch, and he is the new ranch mascot. His name's Tarantula. <laughs> and uh, and well, Jeremy is terrified of him. Arachnophobia, the movie. Oh, We're gonna turn this thing loose tonight. I swear on a stack of getting Tarantula. I don't know what I will do. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. You will scream. <laughs> I'd be worse than that. I would have, I would have gladly let Carl on my handle. Dustin's like, "Hey, there are poisonous ones in Texas." Like, okay, they're not poisonous. <laughs> oh so I'm not just getting the heat. Yeah, I don't know which one's so which. So disgusting. They're actually amazing creatures. No, they're disgusting. They're like a rattlesnake. They're like you don't want to be around them all the time, but they're amazing animals. Right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> he's he's sheltered in Nebraska. They don't have they don't have stuff. They don't have stuff awesome. to hurt you. Yeah. It's awesome. Do they even have snakes in Nebraska? I mean, there's garter some, snakes. There's some garter snakes. There, there's, there's, there's some rattlesnakes out in like the western panhandle. Yeah, they got the snakes. Do they? Yeah. Enough. It was like, but not like so. I live on the Platte River, of course. And like, yeah, but I haven't seen a got? snake yeah. here other than a blue indigo. I've seen a ton of snakes, but I'm they're working by the pond. They're going across the pond. Yeah, but don't they're poisonous, so. Yeah, I don't know. Where they float real high. Every time a southern guy comes up and hunts with me, turkey hunting in the spring, I go crashing through the grass and weeds, and they're just like, ugh, dude, you know, uh, looking no, for snakes. I've been there and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is he doing? Man? No, that doesn't exist here. I ain't that great. We call bit. it the good life. <laughs> Nebraska. Scott Frost. LSU sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Kenneth. He's not here to argue, is he? got this little guy named Kenneth. I don't know if you've ever met him. If you got an eight-year-old son, he's the same size. <laughs> and he just talks about the LSU. Man, I hope Kenneth gets listening to this. They have won a national championship since you have them. Yeah, but we've won a lot more. Yeah, but that's like 80s. 80s. They were like early 2000s. We have rabbit trail. No, they they lost. They, they, they won one like not too terribly long ago. 2003, I looked it up today so I could talk trash to Kenneth. It's not that long ago. great about life is preparing for the next day with sleep. That's right. Because you you're setting an alarm right now. Because Zach's got a long drive tomorrow while I sleep. So oh. it was Cody. I've got to wake up and get on a plane and sleep on a plane. Land, get on another plane, fall back to sleep. Yeah, I flew down here and it was awesome. This drive home is going to be brutal. How long did it take y'all? 12, 13 hours? Golly. Are y'all going back to Laredo? Hitting 35 and going, or y'all gonna follow us? What time are y'all leaving? About two or three hours. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, it's been a pleasure, boys. Hey, boys, it has been good. Seriously. Thank you again. Will, Dustin, Matt, newcomers. Good and to have you guys, team. man. He won't be the last. Team. For sure. Yeah. Just wish somebody else here knew how to even start a track of a long run one. <laughs> <Sheesh. laughs>
I cleared like two acres. Yeah, in like nine hours, I noticed. That tractor is a little different unit than what you're running. It, you got a baby that, that day. I was like over there for like all three hours. The, wait, he was on the same tractor you were. Yeah, right. I'm tracking with you now. Yeah. Yeah. This area <laughs> over here, it took you like two tractors running. And I know people listening can't see it, but it's not that big. I had to tell <laughs> you two guys were on it for three hours. I did an area bigger than that today in like an hour. It's three hours. All in the operator. Are y'all done? No. No. I'm going to bed. My deer is still bigger than his. Way different. Well, guys, thanks for joining us once again. All our wonderful <laughs> listeners out there, we're starting to rabbit trail just a little bit. Yeah. So until next time, peace out. God bless. Stay prepared. <laughs>